Alright, let's start. Um, so, no. Yeah. Um, Gimel. So, let's just finish up yesterday's discussion. And the rest of the daf is, is, is very unique, just to finish the parak. What it is, it's like quick comments on Dick Dukim in the Mishnah. So, it's not, the, it's, like, it's not hard, it's just, you know, it was a very, very long mission, with, pretty tedious, so it's just like, what, what about this? Why did he say this? You know, so we'll run through it. So the last thing we did was we had a discussion of Rav Nasi of whether you could be Mekadish after Chalitza. Right, according to Rav Kiva, after you do Chalitza with a woman, there's a low sase. So if you're Mekadish it's not Tophis, because Kedushin is not Tophis and Chayvi Lavin. You have the Rabban who say Kedushin is Tophis and Chayvi Lavin, so if you're Mekadish it does work. Then you had Rav Yudha Nasi. Rav Yudha Nasi says, hey, it depends... Uh, you know, if you're Mekadosh L'Shem Ishus, it, it works. If you're Mekadosh L'Shem Yibam, it doesn't work. And we had two possibilities of what this means. Maybe it means you have to, like, the question is, like, what, 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 like, what does it matter? Like, you're still giving the ring, so does it work? It depends. Depends on what. So we said yesterday, one, possible, one opinion says it depends if you use the Lashon of Mimer. Because once you do Chalitza, there's no more Zika anymore. So if you say Mimer, it doesn't make any sense. If you don't say Mimer, it works. The second one said it depends if you say Zika Sivamen. Okay, a couple more possibilities to explain where Rav Yudanas is coming from. Why sometimes Mekadish after Chalitza is effective Kedushan and sometimes it's not. So the Gemara says, this is Nun Gemara Aleph, four lines into the page. Rav Shravya Omar, Bechalitza Kshera, Omar la Hiskachilu Bizikas Yivama Kulama Pligidloi Mahani. He says like this, if you do a regular Chalitza, according to Rav, it doesn't work. Because once you do chalitza, there's nothing. There's no more zika. It's it's severed. So if you say you want to mekadesh with zika, that doesn't work. That's not even a debate. What's the case? The case is you did a chalitza psula, meaning it's a chalitza, but it's called a, a broken chalitza. What does that mean? It's a chalitza when you couldn't do yibum, like uh, you gave a get, so you can't do yibum. So you could only do chalitza. That's called a deficient chalitza. Review that nasi holds. The machloikis, when Rav Yudanasi says that if you're Mekadosh after Chalitza, it's effective, is after a broken Chalitza. Because he holds a broken Chalitza is not effective enough to completely sever the relationship. And therefore, if you're Mekadosh afterwards, it works. So when Rav Yudanasi, if you ask Rav Yudanasi, if you're Mekadosh after Chalitza, is it effective or not? He'll say it depends what type of Chalitza. A good Chalitza, you can't Mekadosh after that. A broken Chalitza, you could. That's, that's, so that, that, that's where he's coming from. So that's the explanation, a new explanation of, of when Rav Yudanasi says what he says. Um, that's one more possibility another possibility he says no everyone agrees a broken chalitza would not sever the relationship enough that you would be able to mimic the shafter if it's a broken chalitza so what's Rav Nasi's case you know what the case Ravida says that you could Mekadish after Chalitza? What if you made a Tanai by the Chalitza and you did not fulfill the Tanai? You say, I'll do a Chalitza with a woman and it should be effective condition, you give me $100. And she doesn't give you $100. So the question is, does that stipulation prevent the Chalitza from taking effect? Ravida Nasi says yes. Therefore, if you're Mekadish after the Chalitza, it's effective, because the Chalitza was never fully effective, meaning because you did not fulfill the stipulation. The Rabbanon feel that a Chalitza itself is effective. Even if you don't fulfill the stipulation, it still accomplished what it was supposed to accomplish. Ain't tonight the Chalitza. You can't make a stipulation with Chalitza. It, the, the act itself severs it. I don't care. You, the stipulation is irrelevant. 
Ravida Nasi says, no, the stipulation is very much important. Therefore, if you do not fulfill said stipulation, the chalitza is not fully effective. In which case, if you're Mekadosh afterwards, it takes effect. That, 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 that's the shayla. The shayla so the, the machloik is Ravida Nasi and the Rabbanon is a case where you made a tenai by the chalitza and you did not fulfill the tenai. Rabbanon feel that the tenai is irrelevant. Once you do the action, it's completely severed. You don't have to fulfill the stipulation. It's not the type of act you could add a stipulation to. And Ravida Nasi says, yes, it is. And if you don't fulfill the stipulation, it's not a full chalitza. Okay. Ravina Omar, he has one subtle change to that. He says, no, everyone agrees that a, a, a stipulation could be added to a chalitza. Over here, the machlekes is, it's called, do you have to make a tenai kafel? Um... The question is, do you need a tenai kafel? Tenai kafel means, right, what's a stipulation? A stipulation is, if you do this, then the chalitza takes effect. Tenai kafel means, you have to say it like this, if you give me $200, it takes effect, and if you don't give me $200, it doesn't take effect. You have to say it both ways. Review the Nasi feels that it has to be said both ways. So the case is, you made a tenai, but you didn't say it both ways. Review the Nasi feels... Um, I'm sorry. The Rabbanon feel that it, it, it does not. It, it it has to be said both ways. Uh, it does not have to be said both ways, and therefore it's considered a valid tenai. And Rabbanon and the review that Rashi feels it's not a valid tenai. So that that's the case. The case is where you you didn't stipulate both ways, and the question is is that a valid tenai? And then you did not fulfill the tenai, so is it a valid chalitza? That's a complete argument on the. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. Okay, now we're just going to run through, to the end of the parak. we're basically going to just run through quick Ha'aris on the Mishnah. Quick Ha'aris on the Mishnah. Okay, the Mishnah said, the Mishnah had a discussion of whether you could affect anything after uh, Yibam, Chalitza, Maimer, Get. So the basic flow of the Mishnah was, after Chalitza, nothing could be added. Nothing could be done after Chalitza, and the same thing after Yibam. Nothing could be done after Yibam. But after get or after Mimer, you could do stuff. But the Mishnah, whenever it said it in the Mishnah, it never said nothing could be affected after Bia. It just kept on saying nothing could be affected after Chalitza. So when I read the Mishnah, I said Chalitza and Bia. That's what it means. So whenever the Mishnah said nothing could be done after Chalitza, it also meant nothing could be done after Yibam. But it never explicitly said that. So the Gemara just wants to know why. If you look back in the Mishnah, you'll see. It says if you do Yibam and then again, it's not effective. Because nothing takes effect after Chalitza. Like... Chalitza and Rashi says, Hu adin yibam. But like, why didn't it speak it out? So the Gemara says, V'nisni nami in biyakum. So why doesn't the Gemara speak it out? That there's not, the Mishnah speak it out, there's nothing after yibam. Right? That's the point of the Mishnah, that after Chalitza and yibam, which are biblical, nothing can take effect. So why doesn't the Mishnah say it? So the Gemara says, that's the Mishnah means. Add it into the Mishnah. Meaning, that's what the Mishnah means. It doesn't explicitly say it, but that's what the Mishnah means. So the Gemara says, So how come our Mishnah doesn't explicitly say it? The answer is, The Gemara, the Mishnah understood that if I tell you that nothing could be done after Chalitza, and I'm allowing her to marry other people, meaning she's free, then obviously nothing could be done after Yibam also. Meaning, it's a bigger Chiddush to say that nothing could be done after Chalitza. You're, you're allowing her to walk. If you're allowing her to walk, then, you know, I'll be able to figure out the same thing by Bia as well. I Meaning, basically, it could be implied. Weiter in the Gemara. Now, the Mishnah said um, that according to Rav Gamliel and the Rabbanon, whether you could do Maimer after Maimer or Get after Get is binary. Rav Gamliel says no, the Rabbanon say yes. 
It doesn't matter. In all cases, Rav Gamliel says no, and in all cases, Rav, the Rabbanon say yes. The Gemara says, and we've had this before, Masis and Doloka Ben Azai. Our mission is not like Ben Azai. Ben Azai has a middle view. The Tanya, Ben Azai, Yoimer, Yesh, Maimer, Achar, Maimer, Bishnei, Yevamin, Vivam, Achas, Vain, Maimer, Achar, Maimer, Bishnei, Yevamis, Vivam, Echad. Ben Azai holds, can you do two Maimers? It depends. With one woman falling to two brothers, each one could do a Maimer, because each brother has a Maimer card that they could use. One brother with two women, he can't do a mimer to both because he only has one mimer card. So Ben Azai has this middle view, and our Misha doesn't quote it because our Misha is not like Ben Azai. So our Misha just goes with binary yes or no, and Ben Azai is like a hachra, like a middle sheet. And it's not like Ben Azai. Vaiter. Kate said mimer lazu. Okay, the Mishnah said like this. The Mishnah said if you do mimer to one and you do chalitza to the other, uh, you do a get to one, a mimer to one. You have two women, you did a mimer to one, and then you did a chalitza to the other one. That's what the Mishnah talked about. Why do you have to do chalitza to the other one? Can't you do chalitza to the mimer one? I mean, the Mishnah is talking, you have two women that fall to him, and you did mimer to one, and the Mishnah says you did chalitza to the other. Why? L'chora, you could do chalitza to any of them. The fact that the Mishnah said that you did chalitza to the other one, the Gemara wants to say it's a proof to Shmuel. Because if you remember, Shmuel Shita is that if you want the chalitza to be effective for both... If you do chalitza to the one that you gave a get or to the one that you gave a mimer to, it doesn't work for the other one. But if you do chalitza for the other one, it works for both. So the Gemara is assuming that when the Mishnah says you did chalitza to the other one, it's specific and it's like Shmuel. Even though if you realize you did a mimer to one, which means you're going to give her a get, and then you're doing chalitza to the other, so you're actually making them both puzzleedas, both puzzlekuna. But the Gemara feels that you're doing it on purpose because you want to accommodate Shmuel Shita, which is that if you want to do chalitza to one and full for both, you have to do chalitza to the, the one that nothing happened to. If you do chalitza to the woman that you did mimer to, Shmuel feels it's not effective for the other co-wife. And that's what the Mishnah says. So the Mishnah is kind of backing up Shmuel because it says you did chalitza to the other one. So the Gemara says, Lame Maseyelu le Shmuel. The Gemara understands that our Mishnah is a riot to Shmuel. Dama Shmuel, because Shmuel says, Chalat lebaimis balas mimer le nifter sarasa. If you do chalitza, to the one you did a mimer to, it doesn't work for the co-wife. So that's why the Mishnah says you did chalitza to the other one. You have to do Rav Yosef. So the Gemara says no. And it's not like Rav Yosef, because Rav Yosef said that if you have a choice to make one puzzle kuna, you should never make two puzzle kuna. Over here you're making two puzzle kuna. So the Gemara says, Mikutani chalitz chalitz katani, the other. The answer is, it doesn't say that you should do chalitza to the other one. The Mishnah just says if you did. Meaning, when it says that you gave mimer to one, you did chalitza to the other, you didn't have to do chalitza to the other one. It just happens to be that's what you chose to do. But you didn't actually have to. So it's not to accommodate Shmuel at all. It just happens to be that's what she did. But it's, 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 it's lav davka, basically. I'm going to go through this quickly because unless you're like looking, like rereading the Mishnah inside, it's going to be a little bit confusing. So we're just going to go a little weiter. Um, get lezu get lezu. You gave a get to both. The Mishnah says, Tzrichos chalitza. Tzrichos chalitza is plural. That implies that she has to do chalitza to both brothers. Why? Because the halacha is, the Gemara says, Leib Masayela, Rabbi Aravuna. This is a riot to Rabbi Aravuna, Dhamma Rabbi Aravuna. Chalitza psula, tzrichalachsa, or kolachin. Rabbi Aravuna holds that anytime it's considered a deficient chalitza, which is, it is in this case, because you already had a get, so you can't do yibum, so it's considered a broken chalitza. Any broken chalitza requires chalitza from all the brothers. That's why it says tzrichos, which means that you need chalitza from each of them. 
So the Gemara says, no, is the alma. When it says Srichais, it doesn't mean you need from each one. Srichais means in general. The woman needs chalitza, but not she needs chalitza from multiple brothers. She just in general needs chalitza. Needs, not in plural in the general case, but in, in the specific case, just in general, needs chalitza. Yeah, now we're not. Now we're just like, bum, bum, bum. Yeah, yeah, we're doing that a lot. Correct. We're doing that a lot for the next, till the end of this parak. We're just going to be doing this a lot. Um, get lezuba chalat Again, the same thing. because again, the mission repeated itself. Same thing. Yosef. It's a riot to Shmuel that you did chalitza to the other one, not to the one that you did a get. The Gemara says The answer is no. It just happens to be that you said chalats. It doesn't mean you actually did it. You happen to do chalitza to the other one, but you didn't actually um, have to. Another one. Again, the Mishnah that repeats itself at the end and it says nothing could be done after Chalitza. It doesn't say nothing could be done after Yibam. Why not? So the Gemara says, added those words into the Mishnah. And how come our Mishnah doesn't say there's anything after Chalit, after Yibam? The answer is again the same thing, which is uh, the Gemara, the Mishnah understood that you could imply it and it didn't feel necessary to speak this out that there's nothing could be done after Yibam because if it's telling you nothing could be done after Chalitza and she's free to walk, you could deduce that the same thing would apply to Yibam as well. Okay. The Mishnah then said, if you do Chalitza to one and you're Makadish the, the other co-wife, it doesn't, it's not effective. Because again, nothing's effective after Chalitza. Let me ask you a question. If you have two co-wives and you do Chalitza to one, what's the Isser of marrying the co-wife? When you do chalitza to a woman, there's an iser lo What's the iser of marrying the co-wife? So it's a machlekes of Yechon Rish Lakish. Rav Yechon holds that when you do chalitza to one, it's like you did chalitza to all of them. So they're all a lo According to Rish Lakish, the co-wives remain eshes uh, ach in erva. So what's the point? That's the chiddush of the Mishnah. If you do chalitza to one and you try to marry the other, it doesn't take effect. Now, according to Rav Yechon, the other one is a lo So okay, fine. So it's a chiddush that a lo is not kedusha is not tofis. But according to Rish Lakish, the other one is a Chayv Karis. Do you really need to tell me that, that if you try to marry a Chayv Karis, it, it's not effective? Again, when you do Chalitza to one, what's the status of the co-wives? It's a Machlekes or Vyechon or Rish Lakish. According to Vyechon, the co-wives are a Losase. According to Rish Lakish, the co-wives are a Eishasach. It's, it's Chayv Karis. So the point of the Mishnah is, if you did Chalitza to one, then the Mishnah says, and you tried to marry the other co-wife, it's not effective. So according to Rav Yochanan, it kind of makes sense, because the co-wife is a losase, so it's telling you it's not effective because it's a losase. But according to Rish Lakish, the co-wife is a Chayiv Kares. Do you really need to tell me that if you try to Makadish a Chayiv Kares, it's not effective? Like, it's pretty posh that if you try to marry a Chayiv Kares, it's not effective. So what's the, what's the, what's the Chiddush of those words in the Mishnah? Again, the Mishnah says, if you do Chalitza to one, you mar- try to marry the other co-wife, it's not effective. According to Rish Lakish, yeah, of course it's not effective, it's Chayiv Kares. So the Gemara says, that according to Rav Yechon, when you do Chalitza to one, all the co-wives become a Losase. So it's there. so the purpose of the Mishnah is a Chiddush. It's to tell you that this Kiddush is not Tov, it's in a Chayiv Lavin. But according to Rish Lakish, when you're Makadish, when you do Chalitza to one, the co-wife remains a Chayv Kares. So what's the point of the mission? If you try Makadish a Chayv Kares, it doesn't work? Of course it doesn't work. It's Pasha, it's all of this. The Gemara says, So what's those words of the Mishnah are, so those words, that case of the Mishnah is unnecessary. So you know the Gemara answers? Yeah, it's not unnecessary. 
You're right. The Gemara says, "Amar lach rishal akrish v'lo tameich sevid zani bav asa meimer itzterk lashmin ikdu chayvim beishes ish." What's the next case in the Mishnah? You live with a woman, right? And then the brother tries to mekadesh her. It doesn't work. You know what that is? That's your brother trying to marry your wife. Of course, it doesn't work. She's beishes ish. So what's the answer? The answer is it's an unnecessary case because the Mishnah just wanted to flow. So this case is also unnecessary for flow. Ella, I, 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 the answer is just for flow. You're right. There are unnecessary cases that are being repeated. All right, go to the next page. Again, these gemaras I, I know are a little tricky because you have to sort of be holding in the Mishnah and the diktuk of the Mishnah, you know, very, very stark. Okay. One more point. Another unnecessary case in the Mishnah, and you could already see where we're going. Okay, the Mishnah says like this. You did chalitza, and then you did, you, you did chalitza to a woman, and then you tried to make her. It doesn't work, because according to Rav Akiva, Kedush is not tofis v'chayvilavit. So the Gemara says, I get why you need that case. Because Why would I think that Kedush is tofis in that case? I already know that the Mishnah is following Rav Akiva. So why do I have to say it out again? I did chalitza, and then I did maimer. It's not effective. What's the Kedush? The Kedush is... You might think You might think the Chazal should say you need a get because we want people to realize that Maimer is a thing. Like if you try Maimer after Chalitza, we say it's not effective, then people might think Maimer is never effective. So I could see why Chazal would say you always need a get when you do Maimer, even if you try it on, on a, a woman that Kedusha is not Tophis. I, I sort of get what, what the Chiddush is. But the next case... What does the mission say? You do chalitza, and then you give her a get. It's not effective. Yeah, why would it be effective? <laughs> you did chalitza, and then you gave her a get. We're like, oh, it's not effective. Yeah, well, of course it's not effective. You already severed the relationship fully. Why would I think that giving a get would do anything? So why is that in the Mishnah? So the Gemara is going to say, for flow. <laughs> so the Gemara says, uh, and according to you that you think every case in the Mishnah is there specifically. So go to the next case. If you lived with a woman and then you gave her Kedushan. Both those cases are not effective. So I understand the Kiddush is that if you live with her, meaning you do Yivam, and then you give her a Get, the Get's effective. That's a Kiddush, meaning the Kiddush is that if you want to divorce your Yivama, you don't need chalitza. Get is effective. I, I, I kind of get that. But what's the first case? Ball vasamaimer. You live with her, so you did yibum, and then you tried to makadish her. It's not effective. Yeah, she's your wife, dude. So why is that there? The answer is there. It's there for flow. So to the first part of the Mishnah is there for flow. So the Gemara says. The answer is it's there for the flow. Okay. Just to finish up this parak. Um, okay, so the Mishnah, just to review one quick last point, and then we'll start a new parak. And the new parak is it's got strange stuff. Not hard, just strange. Um, the question is, is a yibum effective? So if you remember in the Mishnah we said, not if it's a deficient yibum. A deficient yibum meaning you give a woman a get, and then you, and then you do yibum on the co-wife. So because you're not supposed to live with her, right? Once you give a get, you're supposed to do chalitza. There's an isidur, a derabonon. 
of doing Yibam that's called a deficient Yibam, and that you have to do Chalitza afterwards. Meaning a deficient Yibam is not a fully effective. And the reason why is because we're afraid, if you remember in the Mishnah, we're afraid, meaning it should be fully effective, because biblically it's fully effective, but we're afraid that if people will think that it's effective, that you could live with a woman after a get, you might live with a woman after Chalitza. It's Gzeris. Chalitza, though, we, we don't have any Gzeris, because what are we afraid of? Like, you'll do Chalitza? So Chalitza is always effective. Yibam, if it's deficient, not so much. Then Rav Nechemia said both Yibam and Chalitza are always effective, even if they're deficient. So you have the Rabbanon who say Chalitza is effective always, Yibam, not so much. Rav Nechemia says both are. And now we have a third shita. Says the Gemara, Masis and is a third shita. Tanya, Abiyosi ben Yochanan ish Yerushalayim Omer Meshim Rav Meir. Rav Meir says, Achaz bilav, Achaz Chalitza, betchila in b'achrea klum, be'emtza u'besayf yesh achrea klum. That Rav Meir holds both a Yibam and Chalitza that are deficient are not fully effective. So you have Rav Nechemiah says both effective. Rav Meir says both not effective. And you have the Rabbonon, which is Chalitza effective, Yibam not fully effective. So the three Goldilocks cases. So the Gemara just speaks it out. Where are they coming from? Shalosh Machlok is Bedover. Tana Kama Savar Bia De'ikala Migzer Gazvini Chalitza Deleka Migzer Legazin. The Rabbonon make a lot of sense. We've already had this. They hold that really Yibam and Chalitza are fully effective, even if they're deficient. But Yibam, we're not going to allow it fully because we're afraid. We have our Gezeris, our concerns, that if you remember Dafnun, that we're concerned if you allow a person uh, to, to do Yibam after Get, they might do Yibam after Chalitza. There's concerns. Chalitza, we're not as concerned because what are you afraid of? They'll do Chalitza's when they shouldn't. So go ahead. Uh, Chalitza's, there's no Iser. So our, our Shita makes sense. Chalitza, there's no Gezeira. There is a Gezeira. What's the explanation of Rav Nechemia and Rav Meir, who are polar opposites? The Gemara says, Rav Nechemia savar bia nami lekele megzer. With the Karmel Ligz, and Rav Nechemia feels there's no concern by bia. Why? What's the concern by bia? The concern is that if you do a deficient bia, which is a bia after get or a bia after maimer, people might come to do bias when it's inappropriate, meaning a bia after chalitza or living with both co-wives. Rav Nechemia is not concerned about that. Why? Bia is a biblical concept. People are not gonna, people are gonna be strict with biblical concepts. They're not gonna mess around. Nechemia savar bia nami lekel megzer. The karmel ligzer bia achar get mishum bia achar chalitza kim dechalitza doraisa mei diyadit. With the karmel ligzer bia achar maimer mishum bia achar bia kim the bia doraisa mei diyadit. You deal with biblical concepts. Chalitza bia. They're not gonna mess around. There's no concern. Therefore, he feels both work. And Rav Meir feels both are don't work because he's geyser by both. Rav Meir savar. He asks us both because he's afraid that bia, a deficient bia cannot be effective because of our concerns, and he asked a deficient chalitza lest you come to do a deficient bia. Hajanaloch Rav Gamliel. I acknowledge that that was done very quickly and not well, but if you look at the Mishnah, it, 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 if, you don't, if you're not holding in the dictic of the Mishnah, it's going to be very, very tricky. Um, new concept. Um, a lot easier. Just we're gonna get to one of the stranger concepts throughout Shas. Okay. The Mishnah says like this: Habal Yevimtai, Yivam is effective. Bain b'shogeg, whether it's done shogeg. Shogeg, Rashi says, is where you don't know it's your Yivama, meaning you think it's your wife. It's a dark room. You don't know who you're living with. It still works. Yeah, yeah. That's shogeg. Mezid is where you live with her, not for the sake of the mitzvah. You live with her because you're attracted to her. It still works. Bain Can I just ask something? Sure. Yeah, sure. So Yibam is just the act... Biblically, of, yes. Uh, of, of intercourse, of yes. Of yes. So there's no paperwork, there's nothing no. other... That's well, there's a ksuba, but yeah, but the, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Biblically, no. Midrabanan, we do Maimer, because we want it to be a little more appropriate. Oynis, we're going to have to figure out exactly what a case of Oynis is. That the Gemara is going to try to figure out. What does it mean, Oynis? Huh? The problem, no, Oynis from his perspective. Meaning he has Oynis. Meaning I guess she could have Oynis because he could rape her. But how, can, can a man get raped, basically? That's the, that's the question. Uh, Pasha's not. But that, the problem is that the, the, the Kishoi, which is the Aver getting erect, I'm just going to use Kishoi from now on for the rest of the parak. I'm not going to use the terminology. Kishoi cannot be done without Das. The Gemara understands that if a man's part of that body becomes Kishoi, he's, it's, it's him choosing. So even if he's being coerced with a guy with a gun to his head, that's not considered Ones. That's the Gemara's perspective. Therefore, try to figure out exactly what Ones is. Basically, there's no Ones from the man's perspective. That's so that we're going to get to it. That Tysus talks about. Yeah, we're going to get to it. Of course. We'll, we'll talk to it. We'll get to it. The Gemara says, um, and Rotson, obviously, no Rotson. So it works. And any combination. He could be Shoigig, she could be Mazid. Who Mazid? He's Shoigigis. He's Mazid, she's Shoigig. Who Oynis? He's Oynisa. He's Anusa. He's Oynis. All, all, it, it works. Doesn't matter. Any combination works. Both Ones, one Ones, one Shogig, doesn't matter. Echad ma'ara. Ma'ara means you don't actually have the full action of intercourse, just putting the Aver in the beginning. What's the difference between Mezid and Ratzon? Ratzon is, is, is doing it for the mitzvah. Uh, Mezid is doing it because you find they're attractive. Yeah, Shem Tev. Echad goimer. whether you do the full act, the beginning of the act, it doesn't matter. Kona. And whether it even types of bia, meaning it, it, it is bia kedarka, bia shalei kedarka, parts of the body, one that can lead to pregnancy, one that cannot, both are effective. And the truth is, these halachas of what type of bia that both kedarka and shalei kedarka are effective by ibum, it's the same halachas for arayas. Meaning, if if you live with an erva, kedarka shalei kedarka, it's vaiter aser, it's aser, it's the same iser. The Gemara says, If you live with a lav or a chayvei krisos, grusha chutzel kain hedit, mamzeres in the sin of Yisrael, basisol in mamzel in the sin, poslo, b'echolik b'milabia. It's actually a lot of women, unfortunately, it's become a zach, they, they want to still be a basula. So they'll live in ways that they still keep their basulas, but they don't realize that they might be a basula, but the chayv kares, because it's the action of nida is not dictated. Any act of intercourse, no matter what part of the body, is is chayv kares. So you might still be able to call yourself a basula, but the same iser. It's the same same zavli um, Okay. Now, the in parallel to the to iser, it doesn't parallel like you did before to like be a by kedushin. It's not the same. Order. No, because that's only baratzen, and and it has to have das. So pashas. Can't be Bashogig, it can't it, it can't be it has to be Baratzum. Pashas. Um so what you're saying is when you automatically touch her, she's automatically a Nida? Or the, the No, act, she's the she's act. a Nida. I'm saying every girl that's over twelve that didn't go to the mikvah is a Nida. So my point is that, that living together is a Chayv Karis. Whether she's a Psul or not. I'm saying like you could live Shlaika Darka, it's oh she's still a Basula, it's Chayv Karis, right? There. It's still Chayv Karis. Um now, the Gemara just wants to know, the diktuk of the Mishnah is a little bit funny, because it says, Afilu hu Even if he's shoigeg and she's mazid, and then it gets to the ones part. It should say, Afilu ones, like you start with a chiddish, right? You know, the biggest chiddish is that ones works. But the Mishnah actually says, you know what, it works by Yibam, even if he's a shoigeg. Okay, like, yeah. No, I know, but it's still, it's like, it's come on. Like, you know, don't, like, you, 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 it's like when you're giving a shear. 
you know, like I remember talking to Yossi about this. This is actually very interesting. Uh, when Yossi wrote his first Sefer, that was many, many years ago. I, that's the one thing I had done before him. I had written a Sefer before him. And, and Yossi's brilliant. And I remember like trying to like, sometimes when people are brilliant, you have to like, you got to tell them like, like I'm good with stupid people because that's my, that's my people. You know what I mean? So I know how to talk to, because that's, that's where I'm living. So I remember when he wrote the Sefer, he wrote it as if it was a shear. When you're giving a shear, you like build up to the crescendo and then you like, oh. But when it's Svarim, you can't do that. You can't like have 10 pages of Shilas and then the last one be like, this is the Pshat. It doesn't work like that. Svarim, you just start off by saying, this is the Chiddush, and now let's explain. And now let's use this to explain because I don't know why, it's just that's how Svarim worked. So I remember like explaining them. So the mission also, it's like, Afilu, and then you're like, Afilu is not even a Chiddush. Like, give me a Chiddush. So the Gemara says, you're right, change the Lashon. My Afilu, loy mi boy kamer. It doesn't mean Afilu, it means loy mi boy. Like, let's build up. Loy mi boy, who shaygig, vihikim mechavan la mitzvah. The biggest poshit is shaygig. Because shaygig is, you're mechavan for the mitzvah, you just, you got the wrong woman. <laughs> so it's the, it's the most poshit that it'll work. Then you go to Mazid, which is not mecham for the mitzvah. So Abishol holds you not yotza, or at least karav to not yotza. Then you have ones, which is like, you could look at it as not even active relations. So like Shogig is the biggest pushit out of all of them. Shogig, then Mazid, then Ones. So it, it builds up. So it doesn't get to Ones yet, but it says, you know what the, a big Chiddush is? He's Shogig and she's Mezidah. So neither are really doing the Mitzvah properly. I mean, it's, not, it's, it's not like you have one of them. Okay. Or a slightly different version of how you read the Mishnah. Or both are shaygig, both are, both are onus, both are mezid, it works. Okay, now, now this, this, I don't believe any of these cases, uh, uh, there's this one famous case, which I'm, I'm doing now, because I actually don't want to learn it on Shabbos. I don't want to start this daf with Shabbos, because there are certain people at the shop, uh, that come to the daf on Shabbos, <laughs> which are going to make a little shot. This Gemara never happened. I don't think it's Metzias could happen. I just want to make that clear. This is for learning purposes. Everyone likes to point to this Gemara in Yeshiva and be like, oh, blah, blah. Uh, the Gemara is not saying this is a Metzias. The Gemara is, it's, it's theoretical. The question is, what is Oynes? Yeah, what's Oynes? So the Gemara says, Oynes What's the case of Oynes? So, Pashib Shad, the guy comes with a gun to your head and says, Live with her. That's Oynes. Meaning, she can get raped. I understand how she could have Oynes, but how could he have Oynes? So he said, Gun. Guy's a gun to your head. So live with her. Now, and you're allowed to, right? She's a Yavama, so it's not like, it's not like you know, it's not your heart while you're doing a mitzvah. A guy's coming with a gun to your head to so do the mitzvah. So the Gemara says, so the Gemara says, say a, guy, a guy comes with a gun to your head. And of course, you live with it. The problem is, the problem is, halachically, we perceive that kisha is only bedas, which means that that part of the body is functioning in order to have relations. Part of you has, is okay with that. Even though it's physiological responses, but that's perceived in halacha as das. You're not being forced. Even though obviously it's, it's against, it's not like it's a conscious effort, but Hashem made the p- person in such a way that your body responds to certain stimuli. That's considered das. So therefore, that's not considered onus. That's why even in halacha, right? <coughs> Esther Hamalka, living with Achashverosh, so the Shaila is, the Gemara says that why didn't she, she have to give up her life? Because she was in public. 
it's Befahesia. Yeah, right. So Taisus asks, what do you mean Befahesia? Isn't it? It's a famous Taisus, a long Taisus in Sanhedrin, Abu Dazar. What, what do you mean? It's, it's, it's Gilarayas. Forget about Befahesia. It's one of the big three. She's living yeah, with a guy. Yeah, yeah. So some say a guy is not Arayas. So Taisus says, no. She's Karkaulam. It quotes a Gemara. She's Karkaulam, meaning a woman that's considered Onis. That's not a Karkaulam, not just Onis. It's Onis, and it's not considered an act on her part at all. It's, it's not a Maisa. Men, you can never say that. That would never be a heta for a man. Oh, it's oinus. So what? It's not an oinus. That's the point. That's why there's no such thing as a heta of oinus by Gila Reyes. Because it's not oinus. It's, it's you choosing to do it somehow. So what's the case of oinus? So the Gemara says, Yoshin, sleeping. If a man sleeps and that part of the body, uh, it changes. There's a kisho when you're sleeping. That's oinus, mamish. No one would say that that's das. Here's the problem. The same way it's an oinus, you can't fulfill the mitzvah when you're sleeping. If a woman lives with a man while he's sleeping, it, it would not fulfill the mitzvah of Yibam. So Gemara says, But the problem is, it won't work. Why? So if you look at the Tysus on the left side, Pirish Mekunchus Delay have a Bardas. That's what I was talking about. Uh, Tysus says the reason why it doesn't work is because when you're sleeping, you're not a Bardas. And to fulfill the mitzvah, you have to be a Bardas. Um, which, by the way, is the reason why is an adult person who's converting, we will not do full anesthesia to put him under. Because you have to have das to have the bris. They're local, but not full. It's a sheet of the Michas Patim that he won't even do local, but that's, that's not how we pass him. But, but the woman is considered ones, but the question, if, if the man were to do it? So yeah, so it would, not, it would, it would be considered an ones, and, yeah, and it would be considered... But you won't be able to be Kona your wife with it. That's the problem. Meaning it's so effective as being an Ones that it's, it's completely excluded. You're right. You won't be punished. It's an Ones Mamish. But you definitely, you can't live, you won't be able to be Kona wife that way. So Rashi says because you're not a Bardas. Taisa says then how can a nine-year-old, right? The halach is that a nine-year-old could do Yibam biblically. Right. He's not a Bardas. So Taisa says the issue is not Das. It's not, you can't have Kavana. It's not that you don't have Das. The das issue, you don't have to have das. You have to do the act with kavana. Das implies a higher level of intellect than kavana. Mechavan to be kona. Or, at least, or, or uh, mechavan to do the act, I guess. Right? says, um, You don't have to mechavan, you have to at least mechavan to know what you're doing. Meaning, das implies that, like, uh, you know, you know, yoitze, the mitzvah. He says, like, yeah, kids don't have that das anyway. But he says you have to, you have to at least know what you're doing when you're sleeping. You don't have any kavana to be. So, what's the case? So, this is the famous gemara that people said. I'm going to do this quickly again. It's never happened. Okay. So, the gemara says el benitka, nitka. Rashi says, look at the second Rashi. A man was about to live with his wife, so he had das, and the body was kishoi. Vinofel minagag. And he fell off the roof, and then the Yavama was lying there, and 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 fell, and then that the act happened, landed. It's not the point. Yeah, it's not. It doesn't actually happen. It's just conceptually. The problem is, and we'll end with this. I just, I literally would have stopped there. Let's get this out of the way. We'll start. Shav is clean slate. The Gemara says, "I Amarava." Let's say you fall, that were to happen with a, a random woman. So you should be chayiv to pay. That's like, rape. <laughs> Meaning if that were to happen, you'd be chayiv. Arbatvarim, you'd be chayiv for four things. Or Rashi says, Nezek, Tsar, Ripoy, and Sheves. Um, not Boishas. 
The Gemara will explain why you don't have to pay Boishas. She's lying there. Yeah, maybe that's on her. I, I don't know, but but you'd have to pay for nezek tsar ripoy and shevis. I mean, the, the four out of the five chiyuvim of any of any damage. It won't work. It doesn't work, right? Because that's not called kavana. You did, you fell off the roof. That's not called kavana. So we're back to the original question. We'll end with this, which you have to address tomorrow. Is what is the case of ones? Because usually, if it's an ones, it's not going to be whatever makes it an ones. Usually, excludes it from being able to be kona a yavama. So what exactly is the case of ones? Um, yeah, I will stop here. <laughs> My pleasure. Yeah. Recording stopped.